Hello, Cryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Jake Javarelli, and my co-host here with Blockchain John, even though we're in over reverse today, but that's because John is on the road. <laughs> How you doing, John? I'm doing great, man. I'm enjoying the weather. I, we are so spoiled as Californians to have such lovely weather. I mean, the whole, the whole it's like the whole world is, a, is still dealing with the winter storms, and we're over here like, mm, I'm about to go to the beach. Yeah, it's great, man. Great. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The only thing we have to deal with is is earthquake season and fire season. So, <clears throat> yeah, there's no such thing as earthquake season. I'm making that up. Anyways, <laughs> let me just say that this content is for entertainment purposes only. Any comments made by us, the host, or any guests we may have on the show is not financial advice at any time, ever, ever, ever. <clears throat> Getting on to the top 10 daily stats from CoinGecko. We start out with Bitcoin at 37000 $769.81 as of this last couple of seconds, because it's probably already changed. At the uh, seven-day gain, woohoo, Bitcoin's back up again, 7.4% over the last week, and a market cap of 715000 oh, pardon me, 715.5 billion, <laughs> my bad. Ethereum is at 2566, 6.6% seven-day gain, and a 307, that's awfully low, $307 billion market cap. Tether, of course, hasn't changed because it's a stable coin and it literally hasn't moved hardly at all in the last week, which it shouldn't have. And a currently $78.4 billion market cap. Binance is at $375 and almost 5% gain over the last week with a $63 billion market cap. USD coin has not has moved away from Tether, but is still stable. And so it really hasn't moved in the last week. And a market cap of nearly $50 billion. Cardano is currently at about a dollar oh four, and it has dropped a bit um, in the last week, about three percent, and is a market cap of thirty-three billion. Solana is in seventh place at ninety-two point five two dollars, and it has dropped a tiny bit in the last week, about two percent. Although that means it's also come up a lot, uh, and it's currently sitting at twenty-nine point two billion. XRP or Ripple is sitting at position eight with sixty cents, and has gained one point one percent over the last week and has a market cap of $28.9 billion. Polkadot in position 9 is $18.01. It is a seven-day loss of 1.5% and a cap of $19.4 billion. And Doge, rounding up the top 10 here, is currently at $0.13.9 cents or $0.139 and is had a gain of about 4.5% over the last week, which is awesome, and a market cap of 18 0.5 billion, and the top 15 after that are Terra, Avalanche, Binance, USD, Shiba Inu, and then Terra USD, as we've not seen in the top 15. Polygon was kicked out of the top 15, um, as well as Wrap Bitcoin and a couple others. Now Cosmos used to be way up in there, but now Cosmos is falling. Basically, the total market cap for all coin value right now is 1.787 trillion dollars, down 2% over the last 24 hours. And if you haven't collected, your candies. I highly recommend it. I'm at currently 60. I just collected them just now. I have 12,000 total candies. And if you want to collect them, you can get rewards and discounts off of subscriptions of all kinds of neat technological things. So with that said, <clears throat> if you are a regular, we appreciate you being a regular on our channel. <clears throat> pardon me. And uh, we would appreciate if you, if or particularly if you're watching on YouTube, uh, would like our content. For the algorithm that would help us a lot to uh, 
boost our channel. We really appreciate you doing that. If you like our content, please subscribe. And if you hit the notification bell, you'll get post updates every Wednesday and Sunday, which is when we post the pod- podcast. We also do uh, interviews every now and then, sometimes on Thursdays. You can also check us out on Discord. We have lots of interesting things going on Discord on a regular basis, lots of different discussions about different cryptocurrencies and whatever's going on on Twitter. <laughs> we also have Twitter live sessions, although we're not doing them as much anymore. Um, but you can definitely check us, uh, Cryptolisso, myself, uh, Cryptonaut Mike, or uh, John on Twitter. We're always on that. You can also get us on Patreon, as well as donating through Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance, Bat, or Raven. Now, on to the news through Crypto Potato. <clears throat> not a lot of news on Sunday. There almost rarely ever is. Just not a whole lot going on. Although I technically... Sunday for us here in the United States is Monday morning in uh, the Asian markets. So there is sometimes things going on, although I would definitely say we don't talk about the Asian markets all that often, unless CZ is in the news. So, John, would you like to do the first Arizona State uh, article? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And before I get started, I want to wish everyone a happy Lunar New Year's. It's coming up in about, what is it, two or three days. So uh, I'm sure it's going to be before our next podcast. So I just want to wish everybody a happy Lunar New Year's with that. Yeah, it's right, that the first. So. Yes, it is. With that said, this is Arizona State Senator proposes a bill to make Bitcoin legal tender written by George Georgiev. A state senator has introduced a bill in Arizona that seeks to make Bitcoin a legal tender. Although the U.S. federal law doesn't allow states to create their currencies, the bill may spark an interesting discussion. State Senator Wendy Rogers, a Republican, has moved a draft numbered SB 1341 that seeks to accord Bitcoin the status of transactional currency or legal tender. If the bill is discussed in the state Senate and House of Representatives, for which a date is not fixed yet, the Grand Canyon state will be the first U.S. state to consider this development. The bill introduced by Senator Rogers defines legal tender as, quote, any medium of exchange that is authorized by the United States Constitution or Congress for the payment of debts, public charges, taxes, and dues. It goes on. Bitcoin means the decentralized peer-to-peer digital currency in which a record of transaction is maintained on the Bitcoin blockchain and new units of currencies are generated by the computational solution of 21 mathematical problems and that operates independently of a central bank. End of quote. In September last year, the senator had tweeted that she wanted to make Arizona a crypto-friendly state. Quote, I am going to work to help make Arizona crypto-friendly. End quote. Rogers was appointed to the three-member Blockchain and Cryptocurrency Study Committee on December 31st, 2021. The term of the committee will end on December 31st, 2022, when it is supposed to submit its report. The move to introduce the bill to make Bitcoin a legal tender is likely to trigger a fresh round of debate in the country around Bitcoin's greatest acceptance and adoption. According to a survey report, in September 2021, 30% of swing state voters said they wanted to legalize the, the legalization of cryptocurrencies. The survey reported the number of residents who favored Bitcoin as a legal tender in Texas and Wisconsin was 37%, compared to 25% in Arizona. One of the 10 swing states that figured in this survey con- conducted by the London-based polling and market research firm Redfield and Wilton Strategies. 
At the moment, El Salvador is the only country that accepts Bitcoin as a legal tender. However, former Tonga parliamentarian Lord Fusitua has recently claimed that Tonga will adopt Bitcoin as legal tender by November this year. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. That's all good news, man. It's kind of cool for us, man. I definitely want to go to Arizona now if they become if Bitcoin becomes a legal tender, dude. Yeah, it's, it's let's really, go. It's it's kind of funny. I I don't know. I, I realized that there are some conservative side uh, persons in the government who are very enthusiastic about Bitcoin. I think it's because they own it. Um, even and it's funny to still see us uh, change, but with government, government moves very slowly, right? Everything they're talking about. But we're going to start at the beginning of last year and you know end of the at the end of this year just to figure out if we're going to do this because we need some time to think about it. But um, I also find it interesting because remember the reason Tonga even went this direction is because of that terrible earth, you know, the volcano that blew up not even that long ago, um, and the only way they could get money into the country was through Bitcoin. So um, I think they recognize that the utility of Bitcoin is ex- explicit. Like if all of your normal you know methodologies for money transfer are gone. And you can still transfer money from outside the world to yourselves and get things paid for, you know, through Bitcoin. Why would you not use it? I think even though I know that El Salvador's president is very much scammy in what he's doing with with Bitcoin, he's still being very forward. I think he I think that even though I I know it's from that scam perspective, I think he's still doing a, a service to his country that he may not even realize he's doing fully like. Bitcoin might actually help overthrow his government. <laughs> so, uh-huh. I think that uh, Bitcoin is is good for reasons that the people who are in favor don't even yet see. Continuing on to OpenSea by Mandy Williams. OpenSea compensates affected users with over $1.8 million following exploit. In light of the mounting criticism and complaints of the crypto community, one of the largest NFT marketplaces, OpenSea, has reimbursed about $1.8 million to users who were affected by the recent hack on its platform. January 24th, which was literally six days ago, 2022, some OpenSea users saw their valuable NFTs sold at rock-bottom prices by hackers who leveraged a flaw in the OpenSea listing process to purchase those NFTs at 98% discounts and subsequently resell them for much higher. According to a report by the blockchain analytics firm Elliptic, the OpenSea exploit was a result of a flaw in how the platform handles asset listings on its platform. That's redundant. Oh, sorry. OpenSea is built on Ethereum blockchain, which is notorious for its outrageous gas fees. Therefore, to cut down on the amount spent on transactions, NFT Marketplace handles most of its fluctuations off-chain until those transactions need to be sent to the blockchain for settlement. To list an asset, NFT vendors on the platform will have to sign off or sign off-chain data confirming they, the amount they wish to sell their NFTs. However, the issue arises when these vendors decide to send a message to the blockchain to cancel the initial listing. To avoid paying gas fees, the vendors simply transfer the NFT to another wallet, which makes the initial offer inval- invalid as the NFT is no longer on OpenSea. Things get more complicated when the vendors transmit their assets back to OpenSea 
to their OpenSea wallets, perhaps when the NFT value has risen, risen significantly over time. This is because the initial listing was not erased from the blockchain and no one could buy the NFT at the initial price, which was exactly what the perpetrators did. The alleged discovery, uh, probably, they allegedly discovered this design flaw in OpenSea system and executed their attack using a bot to scan the network for NFTs with low floor pending orders and purchase them. Elliptic revealed that it has identified at least five attackers who were involved in the exploit, including the user JPEG uh, Dejinlove, <laughs> who made at least 340 ETH worth over $800,000 at current prices at the time of the exploit. Following the exploit, OpenSea launched a new listing manager on the platform, which allows users to effectively review both active and inactive listings and a one-click option to cancel inactive ones. The NFT marketplace has also been reaching out to effective users and reimbursing them. Speaking to Bloomberg, one victim of the attack, Robert Garcia, said his Mutant 8 NFT sold for 4.3 Ether, about 11,300 on Sunday. Garcia noted that he immediately opened OpenSea after the unintentional sale and received a response on Thursday that offered him a refund of 13.8 Ether, worth over $35,000 at current prices. Yay, accountability! Woohoo! This is what you need, in my opinion for a company that is <clears throat> anywhere to be accountable for failures. And if you are, it shows integrity and people will want to continue using your platform because you have integrity. Still there, John? John? Yes, I am. Sorry about that. I was trying to unmute. Okay. Here. Okay. Perfect. Continuing All right. On. Let's see. Talk about Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber, yes, of course. All right, so Justin Bieber buys Board Ape NFT for 1.3 million. That's 500 Ethereum, written by George Georgiev. Justin Bieber becomes the latest member of the exclusive Board Ape Yacht Club and proud owner of Ape 3001 that he bought for 500 ETH. Jeez, Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber is a top class celebrity and arguably one of the most famous people on the planet. Now he also joins the famous Board Ape Yacht Club. Bieber bought Ape 3001 for a whopping 500 ETH worth about $1.3 million at the time of writing. This is how the ape looks like. Are you able to show that? Yeah, it's pretty boring. There's hardly anything it's to boring. it. He's a very plain. He's like very plain. plain. He's like no no alterations hardly. There's nothing. There's nothing sad. special He's got a about T-shirt. Yeah, so. For 1.3 million, that's yeah. tough, man. Such a boring the, ape. <laughs> the traits of the ape include a, a new punk blue background where 12% of all apes have it, a black tea that only 3% of apes share, sad eyes, 6% rarity, dark brown fur, 14% rarity, and bored, unshaved mouth, 16% rarity. Meanwhile, the Board Ape Yacht Club collection floor price surpassed 100 ETH recently and continues to be the most expensive collection of the non-fungible tokens online. Other notable members include legendary tennis player Serena Williams and the rap icon Eminem. And that's it. That's it. There you go. That's a really short yep. article about a boring ape. <laughs> this is not bored yeah. ape. It's boring ape. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what he wanted. Maybe he wanted a very dull ape just to be different. Anyways, mm -hmm. continuing on with the news from Dima Tarzanzarov. Criminals laundered 8.6 billion doo -doo -doo worth of crypto in 2021, Chainalysis report says. The blockchain-based data, data platform Chainalysis 
estimated that the total cryptocurrency value laundered in 2021 was $8.6 billion, 30% more than 2020, according to the company, though such an increase is somewhat expected given the considerable growth of the asset class in the past year. In the most recent report, Chainalysis informed that cybercriminals dealing with cryptocurrency share one common goal, move their ill-gotten funds to a service where they can keep uh, where they can be kept safe from the authorities and eventually converted to cash. In line with the industry's rapid expansion in 2021, illegal operations involving Bitcoin and the altcoins have also surged, the company noted. While in 2020, bad actors laundered $6.6 billion worth of digital assets, the number increased to $8.6 billion in 2021. And here is a graph of the last five years. 4.3, 3.0, 10 10.9, which was the highest in 2019, 6.6 and 8.6 respectively. Nearly 17% of the 8.6 billion were transferred to decentralized finance applications, up from 2% in 2020. The report added that mining pools, high-risk exchanges, and mixers also saw significant growth in value received from illegal addresses. Chainalysis explained that these numbers account for only the funds derived from cryptocurrencies native crime, including darknet market sales and ransomware attacks. Quote, it's more difficult to measure how much fiat currency derived from the offline crime, traditional drug, drug trafficking, for example, is converted into cryptocurrency to be laundered. However, we know anecdotally that this is happening, the company concluded. Theft and scams remain the main type of cryptocurrency crimes in the past year. Wallets associated with theft sent nearly half of their stolen funds to DeFi applications, more than $750 million worth of digital assets in total. This might be related to the fact that more cryptocurrencies were stolen from such protocols than any other type of platforms that last year. On the other hand, scammers send most of their funds to addresses at centralized exchanges. The darknet market, terrorism financing, and ransomware were among the other leading forms of crimes in 2021. Similar to scammers, criminal operating, criminals operating in those sectors sent the majority of their funds to wallets at centralized trading venues. It's worth noting that due to regulations like the travel rule, digital asset business in many nations had con had to conduct additional compliance checks and reporting to transactions exceeding $1,000 in value. Unsurprisingly, illegal addresses send a disproportionate, disproportionate number of transfers to exchanges just under the $1,000 threshold. Go figure. They break it up. I know I've done this before, too, because nobody likes to be tracked. <laughs> but hey, it's criminal activity, right? It's you know, some people in some cases it's going on right in front of our faces and we're like, oh, well, that's just the president. <laughs> the president, indeed. I mean, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. All right. Do we have do we have another one? Love hurts. Let's see here. I lost. Love hurts. British man loses 200 grand. I see a bunch of uh, analysis. What's going on here? What yeah, no, there's more analysis. It's, let me just go down here. It's, let me see if I can find the icon. All right, it's got a it scam alert, the, the the image. It's a twenty. It's a January 29th. So there was there was the Justin Bieber. Then there's the criminal laundered 8.6, and then right after that is Love Hurts. There it is. Got it. Okay, so Love Hurts. British man loses two hundred thousand dollars in Bitcoin romance scam. Written by Dimitar Zunzarov. An anonymous UK resident reportedly parted with nearly $200,000 of his savings after a woman messaged him in a dating app condom. The man admitted he felt so desperate after the scam that he considered taking his life. Oh, boy. Oh, man, that's tough. 
according to a recent coverage by BBC, the British citizen called Tom, which is not his real name, was struggling with the breakup in 2020 and joined a dating application to look for companionship. Shortly after, a woman who introduced herself as Jia from Hong Kong approached him and the duo started messaging. Tom revealed that he and his online date were discussing their mutual future. Jia also portrayed herself as a successful cryptocurrency investor with quote-unquote inside knowledge and lured him and lured the man into dreaming of building a wealthy lifestyle with her. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Quote, issues were flagging up to me, but everything she was doing to build up trust with me was enough to keep me there, the man admitted. At one point, the woman asked Tom if she knew anything about Bitcoin. The latter said that he invested in a few years back. Then Gia directed Tom to an online trading platform and instructed him to download the application on his mobile phone. Yes. Once again, the British felt suspicious, but at the same time lucky as he seemed to have met someone with insider information who could possibly make him rich. The woman encouraged Tom to keep making investments in the dubious app, telling him he would miss out on profits if he was not quick enough. Yep. The man ended up investing around $200,000 when he found out that his balance had been cleared. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. That would really hurt. He asked Gia to explain the missing funds, but the woman refused to help, saying she had to fly to Australia and spend some time with her sick aunt. Of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. At that point, Tom realized he had become a victim of a cryptocurrency scam. Feeling devas devastated, he searched for help and admitted that if uh, that if it was not for his mother, he might have taken his life. Quote, I recognized I needed help straight away and went, str and went straight round to see my mom. If I didn't have that support, I, I wouldn't be here. I was going to do something that wouldn't leave me here anymore. Tom story. is not the first individual. Yeah. What was that? Another story that just related. Here. Tom is not the first individual that... Uh, individual to have his funds drained via a fraudulent cryptocurrency scheme. Last year, Crypto Potato reported that Australian citizen Rhonda, who was just months away from retirement, became a victim of a similar scam. She was approached by a person claiming to be a local celebrity who asked her to start investing in Bitcoin in a dubious application. In the next several months, Rhonda made several investments, which totaled all her life savings. Unfortunately, upon checking her account at one point, she noticed that all the funds had gone missing. Ouch. Mm -hmm. The local authorities tried to help her, but the operation failed. Despite realizing that her retirement plans were gone, Rhonda stayed positive, and she said she would continue working as a nurse. Well, there you go, CryptoNauts. Not your keys, not your coins. Yeah. No, this is the, this is the thing that I think that uh, uh, our senators, uh, Sanders and, and Warren are trying to prevent people from getting involved in. It sounds so good. As I said, too bit too good to be true. It it's not true. Just be wary, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, it yeah. is your right to lose all your money, but it sucks. So the last article here from Google Cloud, or uh, from Felix Mullen rather, Google Cloud launches a digital assets team. Google Cloud, Google's online data storage services division, is increasingly focused on decentralized technologies and announced the creation of a team to focus on building products on the blockchain. There are already other initiatives currently using blockchain to offer cloud storage like Filecoin and Sia at the forefront. Both use a blockchain protocol to connect those who need storage with those who are willing to pay to share and to get it, those, and those who can offer some of their free space. This way, the protocol makes it possible to store 
the data in a decentralized network that it can be maintained even if a stakeholder leaves the grid. But unlike these decentralized initiatives, Google's approach is broader. It hopes to use the blockchain to offer services for building, transacting, storing value, and launching product products in the cloud. In an official blog post, Google explains the blockchain industry has evolved considerably as a technology corporation. They want to be part of this revolution. They express feelings by inspired by everything that has been achieved so far in the field of decentralized technologies. Quote, we're inspired by the work already done in the digital asset space by our customers, and we look forward to providing the infrastructure and technologies to support what's possible with blockchain technologies in the future. End quote. The digital assets team at Google Cloud is premised on helping its customers, quote, underpin the blockchain ecosystems of tomorrow, end quote, the company said. This helm, uh, at the helm of the new digital assets division is Rich Widman, a well-known technology lawyer who has previously worked with Google as a product counsel and with Hedera Hashgraph as well. As this as the comment is that Google is one of the primary holders of Hedera. But even before the launch of the team, Google was already exploring various use cases for digital assets and blockchain. On January 19, 2022, Crypto Potato reported that Google was considering to allow users to store cryptocurrency in digital cards, something we actually reported on. At the time, the company hired Arnold Goldberg, a former VP of Merchant Product Technology at PayPal, to be in charge of the division. The exploration of the blockchain technology and the steady inflow of institutional capital into blockchain-related startups have not been far off the radar of tech giants. Google has already secured partnerships with Coinbase, backed and worked with compatibility on other protocols like Chainlink. In addition to Google, Amazon Web Services is also exploring the use of blockchain technology. As Crypto, reported, Crypto Potato reported in late 2021, Amazon was looking for a technology specialist with experience in team management to head its digital currency and blockchain pro- product unit. Another notable case is Facebook. The social media behemoth changed its name to Meta to focus on developing initiatives in the metaverse. The Chinese tech giant Tencent is also making big moves to focus on the metaverse, having bought Xiaomi's flagship gaming company Black Shark to strengthen its metaverse product development unit. And that's the news for Sunday. I believe you have something else to say about... Uh, yeah, John? definitely. Perfect. Yeah, that's... Uh... Let's go with the thinkers. I haven't done this in a long time, and this is a thank you to all the nations that are listening to the podcast from in uh, in in numerical order from top to bottom. The top na- the top nation obviously is the one that's listening to us the most. The bottom of the list is the one that's listening to us the least. All right, so here we go. United States, thank you. United Kingdom, thank you. Australia, thank you. Canada, thank you. India, thank you. Germany, thank you. Ireland, thank you. Finland, thank you. Sweden, thank you. Singapore, thank you. France, thank you. Netherlands, thank you. Spain, thank you. New Zealand, thank you. Israel, thank you. Puerto Rico, thank you. South Korea, thank you. Denmark, thank you. South Africa, thank you. Philippines, thank you. Mexico, thank you. Brazil, thank you. Argentina, thank you. Indonesia, thank you. Belgium, thank you. Turkey, thank you. Vietnam, thank you. Iraq, thank you. Romania, thank you. Switzerland, thank you. United Arab Emirates, thank you. Norway, thank you. Iran, thank you. Portugal, thank you. Italy, thank you. Japan, thank you. Austria, thank you. Hong Kong, thank you. Thailand, thank you. 
Latvia, thank you. Cyprus, thank you. Malaysia, thank you. Poland, thank you. Chile, thank you. Egypt, thank you. Hungary, thank you. Ukraine, thank you. Kenya, thank you. Hashimite Kingdom of Jordan, thank you. Peru, thank you. Serbia, thank you. Taiwan, thank you. Greece, thank you. Lebanon, thank you. Ghana, thank you. Slovakia, thank you. Malta, thank you. Morocco, thank you. Czech Republic, thank you. Nigeria, thank you. Jamaica, thank you. Russia, thank you. Qatar, thank you. Lithuania, thank you. Croatia, thank you. Colombia, thank you. Costa Rica, thank you. Oman, thank you. Luxembourg, thank you. Estonia, thank you. Pakistan, thank you. Dominica, thank you. Bangladesh, thank you. Bulgaria, thank you. Armenia, thank you. Saudi Arabia, thank you. Tunisia, thank you. Sri Lanka, thank you. Nepal, thank you. Paraguay, thank you. Bahrain, thank you. U.S. Virgin Islands, thank you. Mauritius, thank you. Slo Slovenia, thank you. Dominican Republic, thank you. Albania, thank you. Iceland, thank you. Panama, thank you. El Salvador, thank you. Republic of Lithuania, thank you. Kazakhstan, thank you. Montenegro, thank you. Trinidad and Tobago, thank you. Venezuela, thank you. Bosnia and Herzegovina, thank you. Maldives, Maldives, thank you. Ecuador, thank you. Bruni, thank you. Ethiopia, thank you. Uruguay, thank you. Yemen, thank you. Botswana, thank you. Libya, thank you. Myanmar, thank you. Senegal, thank you. Bhutan, thank you. Cayman Islands, thank you. And Nicaragua, thank you. And that's all the nations that are currently listening to us all around the world. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, with that said, back to you, Jake. All right. Well, thank you, thank you for thank you, thank you. <laughs> all those thank yous. <laughs> Uh, yes, it, was, it is a pleasure to serve all these different people with uh, the crypto news of the day as we've been doing now for almost two years. Uh, or has it been over two years? I don't remember. It's been a long time. Um, so with that said, uh, thanks for listening to our Sunday podcast, Stack, Sats, and Hoddle. And as John always says, adios.